1: Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. You're with me, as always, is Wheels wienerker, Wheels. How's it rolling?
2: Rolling well. Uh, not my favorite team to talk about. Although I will say, we're talking about the Miami Dolphins today. We'll introduce our guest in a second.
1: Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Sorry.
2: Something. 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 Number one. My wife is yeah, from uh, Miami. Yeah. It's the only thing. Uh, the only thing she knows about the Dolphins. Um, I will say, I've noticed with some Dolphins fan, like I, you know, like Facebook friends, and also with our guest who we'll introduce in a second. A lot of like anti-jets propaganda, like memes and stuff. I you think in my life I've ever posted like an anti-dolphins, pro- like I, I listen. Obviously, they're better than us right now. We generally go back and forth between one of us is usually horrendous, but. I've never given a minute's thought to the Dolphins and all these Dolphins fans, I think because like, they have to deal with so many awful New Yorkers all day because they live in South Florida or wherever and, and you know all these transplants. It's crazy how much like in their heads the Jets are, even more than the Patriots. So here's our guest, Mike Woodburn, uh, podcast expert and Dolphins fan Mike Woodburn. Explain yourself. Why do, why do you care about the Jets so much, Mike?
3: Oh man, tough to stay quiet there. You know, <laughs> I, I, I think it's from the last 20 years of you know, always going back and forth with you guys, and yeah. just you know, the team sucks. <laughs> the Patriots have always been dominating the division, so yeah. everybody needs a punching bag. And yeah. unfortunately for the Jets, that's who Dolphins fans have chosen as their punching bag. And this year is just a great, great season to uh, you know punch that bag. It's
2: not because the Jets are trying to lose. <laughs>
1: And also, you guys have Jay Cutler. Okay, so when we last had you on the podcast, it was before uh, the game against the Steelers, the playoff game, where you were stuck with Matt Moore, and you were excited to be back in the playoffs the first time in a while, but I don't think anybody in the universe thought the Dolphins had a chance of winning that game. And somehow things are even worse for you guys now, because now you have Jay Cutler, who just does not care about anything, including, uh, his, uh, you know, Jay Cutler's barely going to show up. for the. He's not going to know the plays. He's going to show up five minutes before game time. I mean, it's well, a, it, it,
3: well, yeah, well, go well, ahead. No, no, it's fine. What what I'll say about that is, obviously, it sucks that Tannehill went down. I mean, you know, everybody has their opinions on Tannehill, and, uh, you know, I I think most people would agree that he's better than Cutler. I am not happy, necessarily, that Cutler's on the team. I will say, out of all the options that we could have rolled with, uh, you know, I I didn't want to see Matt Moore out there for 16 games this year. I think having somebody that Gase is familiar with is the best-case scenario of a really, really crappy situation. So, I, I don't know. Well, what is the expectation this season? Well, I mean, before Tannehill went down, and not even Tannehill, before uh, Tony Lippett went down and Raquan McMillan and, uh, you know, Ted Larson, our uh, starting left guard, before all these guys have been dropping like flies from the injuries, I looked at the schedule and thought it's reasonable that, you know, we can go 9-7, and seven. not necessarily make the playoffs, but, you know, a winning season. Oh, you uh, definitely could have made the playoffs with Tannehill. The AFC is not so strong. Well, the AFC is not so strong. But but again, you guys had a ceiling.
2: Are. You guys are like the Lions in the, the AFC's Lions. Like, you I, could make I, the I'd playoffs if everything goes right, but you're, you're not winning the Super Bowl or making it.
3: I'd agree with that. And uh, before all these injuries happened, that's pretty much what my prediction was. But now, uh, especially with Jay Cutler as the quarterback, I, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe 6-10, 7-9. I'd like to do so better. So then
1: what's Cutler's purpose? Why do you sign him then?
3: Well, because no team on the face of the earth, other than the Jets, is going to just admit defeat before the season <laughs> begins.
2: <laughs> How great would that be if you had two teams, like three, because some people think the Bills are tanking, so you yeah, could have three also. teams pa- tanking against the Patriots this year. Would have been Look, a
3: all three of us cannot give the division to the Patriots, you know, lying down. We have to at least put up a fight. And no, we're lying down.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, apparently well, the Jets be. are.
1: It could be worse because the Vikings had a situation like this last season. But when we went and signed R.J. Cutler and Sam Bradford, we also gave up a first-round draft pick. So when they saw the you with ten
2: million so you just million. gave Bonnie,
3: which has no impact on next year. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and you know it's it's a one-year deal, so I mean it definitely could be worse. Again, I'm not thrilled about it, but it, I mean it's just it's here, this is a know.
1: guy who's most famous. We're talking we were talking about memes. He's most famous for the fact that he doesn't care about anything, and his meme is you know that he doesn't care and he's sitting there smoking a cigarette. And that's before he retired and reluctantly joins the team a week before the season starts when he had a gig on. Fox I mean he's just so indifferent you know
3: he's gonna be out partying in Miami till two <laughs> in the morning on Saturday nights well you know uh, again Adam Gase believes in him uh, more than other people do and uh whether that's right or wrong I, I I trust him and uh if this is the quarterback he wants to roll with and if it prevents us from you know again having Matt Moore out there for 16 games a year then uh then I'm okay with it that of, of course, Moore's the class. Of it. Yeah, yeah the saying, Matt Moore is
1: a classic. Matt example of your guy, who everybody always likes Matt Moore as a backup. But the more uh, he plays, class, it's like, mean, yeah, he's uh,
2: just okay. Right. He, yeah. he exposed, I mean, he's exposed against the better teams, obviously.
3: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, as somebody who's watched him, you know, for years and years, you know, not too much because tannehill Hill's been an Iron Man up until recently. Uh, he can get the job done for a game or two, like a backup should. But as a full-time starter, it makes me cringe even thinking about it. He is. A time bomb when he's on that field. As much as Jay Cutler throws interceptions, Matt Moore terrifies me on that level.
2: Well, given no, Jay Cutler's injury it. history,
3: <laughs> you'll be seeing more of Matt Moore, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. They'll both probably play a lot of games. It's well, also not funny because Cutler' offensive line is, you know, still yeah, an issue. Probably your team. You know, five years later,
2: the the problem, you know, the, the the shame of it is, oh uh, well. I, let me just say, Cutler. It was like, oh, I can't believe Cutler left the Fox gig. And then someone reported, like, yeah, he's making at least ten million from the Dolphins, and Fox was paying him four hundred fifty k. So literally, yeah, I think, he would have I think to work even for if you have Fox for twenty two
3: years. For even if you have a reputation for not caring, I think you know yeah. you care a little bit about the ten million dollars there.
2: Yeah, Chris and Cavallari saw that they were from ten million dollars and like drove him to Miami. Um, <laughs> that's a, that's a lot of like Instagram, you know, sponsored ads that she would have had to sell. Uh, okay. th- of course, the shame of it is that. You guys probably had the best receiving core you've had in our lifetimes this year. I mean, yeah. you know, maybe like really, it's really up there with like you know some of the Marino guys like get overrated a little bit because their quarterback was Marino. You're well, uh, Devonte Parker was a big disappointment last year for fantasy. I agree, but he's their third receiver.
1: Well, him, I mean, I, I think Kenny Stills is a less reliable guy than Parker. If Parker is doing what he's supposed to do,
3: Landry's now, obviously- the most underrated guy in the league. Oh, I love Landry. I mean, yeah, he's the, very he good. Go on, and on about that forever. A but old, as up. far as Devonte Parker goes, again, you have to take all of this stuff with a grain of salt. But everything reported in the off season has been: he finally got his act together. He's finally working out. He's staying healthy. You know, he's training how he's supposed to do. And everybody is anticipating him to have a breakout season. Now, wait, hold
1: on. Can I just be clear? Did he come to camp in the best shape of his life? <laughs>
3: <laughs> again, I, I you know take it all with a grain of salt, but. Uh, between Jarvis Landry, Kenny Stills, Julius Thomas, if he remains healthy, and Devontae Parker, Cutler is going to have, you know, anybody on that field to throw to and make something happen. I mean, it is it's just an insanely stacked uh, receiving core.
2: Yeah, the skill positions in general, like the tight ends are, you know, even Fasano and Gray are competent players, and, you know, and as Vijay can, can you know, be 80% as good as he was last year, obviously, you're going to be able to move the ball, even if, even if Cutler's semi-useless. But you're right. The offensive line is, you know, it's not a championship
3: offensive line. No. And, you know, last season we saw glimpses of what it could be like when it's fully healthy, but, you know, Mm. it sounds like a broken record, but it just all depends on the health. And particularly it depends on Mike Pouncey staying healthy. And I said before, you know, Tannehill went down and all these other injuries, uh, happened that the biggest factor for our success this season was Pouncey staying healthy. And, uh, to be honest i just i don't see that happening i i would love it if he did but you know he uh he's glass at this point
2: yeah uh, switching to the defense like obviously there's some scary guys on the defense starting with cameron wake one thing that i noted was the front seven probably the oldest front seven in the league there's a lot of old dudes here Yeah, um, so william hayes obviously gonna, cameron
3: come? wake and uh you know just a ton of aging veterans lawrence timmins Oh yeah, oh boy! See, Pico uh, so Alonso, that, like people thought he was done like four years ago. Also, that brings us to you know, I guess. But they like him. At the so, uh, before the season began, you know, going all the way back to last season, the last time I was on the podcast, I think I mentioned how uh, how weak our linebacking core was and how I just had no faith in it. And over the course of the offseason, we did very little to improve that. Really, the biggest thing that we did is draft Raquan McMillan in the second and bring in Lawrence Timmons. And, you know, McMillan's a good pickup. He's out for the season now. But Timmons, you know, I don't see how signing an aging guy like that is going to be, you know, the change that we all need in that, in that linebacking core. So I'm a little dumbfounded at, you know, what the, uh, the defense is trying to do there.
1: I think you guys had the worst uh, run defense in the league last year, and if that's going to stay the same, Akiva, you're doing your um your fantasy survivor in your in your four and one pool again this year, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, you got yeah, it. Yeah,
1: so I, I'm going to say start your Jets uh, Bilal Powell against the Dolphins this year.
3: <laughs> Look, I, I would stay away from anything Jets related, but you know, again, we will try to stay off of that point too much. <laughs> but uh no as far as the run defense goes they they brought in guys like Timmons you know they moved uh, Kiko Alonso i think to weak side linebacker um, they brought in William Hayes who is known for stopping the run no he's known uh, for not believing in dinosaurs but he stops the run <laughs> well, <laughs> on the field that is uh, but they 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 made these moves to stop the run but you know the coverage especially again it sounds like a broken record but the linebackers it's just it's not any better it, arguably it could be worse this year which, I mean, tight ends just destroyed us up the middle of the field, so I'm anticipating that a lot more this season.
2: And what about the secondary? People like Tankersley, uh, rookie last year, right? Uh, what, do you, what Do you think the secondary could be like an above-average they got average two new hit?
3: safeties, Aren't
1: T.J. McDonald and Nate Allen, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. So um, free safety is actually kind of another problem area. Uh, Nate Allen will probably hold down the uh, spot for the first eight to ten games. Uh, T.J. McDonald is suspended right now for the first half of the season. And you know, once he's able to play, uh, he'll probably take over that free safety role. Wait, what's he
1: suspended for?
3: What is he suspended for? Was it uh, substance a lot of times abuse? They don't say. A
2: lot, They don't. They don't specify, and the, the players' union doesn't let them specify. Oh, unless it's like, well, uh, a, a, you know,
3: a, like hitting somebody. They don't. If it's a <laughs> substance, they don't say. Gotcha. Well, yeah. I mean, he's he's probably going to take the reins. You know, on the second half of the season. Uh, but moving forward, it, I, I anticipate big things for this unit. That's uh, probably other than the. Uh, D-line itself is probably our best unit because we're getting Rashad Jones back uh, because Byron Maxwell and Xavier Howard are going to be in the system for the second year. And then, you know, like uh, you mentioned earlier, Tankersley, uh, I think he was a steal in the third round and he might not get a lot of playing time early in the season, but I think he's uh, he's going to help us out, you know, moving forward. All right, Mike, it's time for America's favorite running uh, segment.
2: It's the roster game. Pick a number between zero and 100. Oh, boy. Uh, Let's see. 73. Ooh, 73. Tell me everything you know about
3: Storm Johnson. (laughs) Uh, Storm Johnson. Sounds like a
1: meteorologist in the 70s. That's right.
3: You know, honestly, that's a pretty awesome name. Uh, I'll take it any day. But uh, Storm Johnson is a preseason hero, which basically tells you uh, that between Jay Ajayi, Damian Williams, and Kenyon Drake, he is more likely than not going to make the team. -hmm. He might go to the practice team or practice squad, uh, but you know he's he's doing fine in the preseason. Some other team might pick him up and might be a solid you know two or three. Uh, Just depends, but you know no hard feelings against him. Just uh, we're kind of well off of that position. Mm -hmm. Apparently,
2: he scored a couple touchdowns for the Jaguars three years ago. I don't know what he's been doing since. (laughs) Like I said, preseason hero ever since. So that's right. That we sh- they should make a list of, like, there's certain guys. The truth is, like, Danny Woodhead was that before he became good. Victor, Victor Cruz, Cruz was Victor that. Victor Cruz yeah. was a preseason hero before he became good. Miles too. Austin, I think, also. a lot of the time, By the way, people I actually think, I-, I was thinking of this the other day, people have come to underrate the preseason. If you stink during the preseason, no, you're probably bad. And if you're amazing in the preseason, at the very least, you could probably play in the league a little bit. People underrate the
1: mm,
3: preseason. No,
1: I, I, I disagree with that. Bill Barnwell uh, written persuasively about this. That's not true.
3: There's levels of it, but what I will say is last year, uh, whenever Dak Prescott was you know, the true preseason hero of, of the decade, uh, if not the century, I actually was at a Dolphins game in Dallas uh, week two, and it, man, he just lit us up. I mean, he destroyed us, and uh, there are times whenever it translates to the regular season, and more often than not, it just doesn't. So, you know, I, I'm with you, Alex. I don't really think too, too highly of the preseason, but, uh, you know, I mean... If you do good, you have a better chance of being good in the regular season. But if you do bad, I don't think it's going to instantly translate to you know you stinking in the regular season. So I
2: shouldn't buy. Yeah, i
3: Chris Harper jersey yet. You're saying? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't really uh, spend the money on that quite yet.
1: I've noticed a really disturbing trend on Twitter this summer, uh, as uh, too many people are tweeting uh, live play by play of the teams they follow, uh, their preseason games, and what it's sort of think? like it...
2: the, the beat writers nowadays do stats for the practices.
1: Dude, yeah, it's been going on for years. I'm, but I'm not even talking about beat writers. I'm talking about people I follow who are just like fans of the team. Oh teams.
2: yeah, they shouldn't do that. You should not. You should yeah. not. Tweet. Now, listen, it's, bad, I it's like watched... it's
1: pre-training. You going to start muting all these people when they're giving like play-by-play of you know split squad games in February.
2: Oh yeah, no, I watch the Jets uh, like after the fact because you could go through it. and I'm not spending three hours on a preseason game when I could spend thirty minutes.
3: Yeah. I pretty much just watch the Dolphins game and then I'll put on a game and have it on the second. But oh, you're not live tweeting kind of as Background noise. No, no, like no. Of course right, not.
2: Good. That's good. No. All right, so Mike is Mike is also Chester. Um, before we do the over under, Mike is a is a noted podcast expert. You're the uh, <laughs> you you started the the Earwolf Reddit, which isn't really Earwolf; it's really like podcasts and comedy podcasts. It's a very good subreddit that uh, I highly recommend. And also, um, you're just uh, you you called yourself before the show uh, a podcast addict, right?
3: Yeah, without and a doubt. I asked you
2: how many podcasts you subscribe to, and you said.
3: I uh, am currently subscribed to 92 of them.
2: 92 podcast, And do you listen to 92 in, a, like, all of them or no? Some of them it's like uh, you look for the guests, and if it's a good guest, then you listen.
3: So if it's an ongoing weekly podcast, I binge listen to it all. I listen to from episode one all the way to current. There's a lot of podcasts in there that have kind of been mini series that have ended. And then there's probably like three or four that I just pick and choose the guest. But for the vast majority, yeah, I mean, I just I dig in from episode one all the way but back I- to... That's like a full-time job, Mike.
2: Yeah, where do you have the time?
3: <laughs> well, I mean, luckily for me, I do work outside and uh, have, you know, a job where I just work alone. I can pop the headphones in and for hours mm-hmm. a But even so, a day, that's a lot of
2: time. Like even even if your job was listening to podcasts, you might like <laughs> I might not listen to 92 podcasts. Are you listening
1: beyond 2.0 speed?
3: No, no, no. In fact, uh, I, listen I listen at regular run? speed. I don't oh cut my any, of you know, the audio. What? I don't cut anything. <laughs> do <you, laughs>
2: wait, do you fast forward <laughs> the commercials at least? No. <laughs> Mike, uh, do you do you cook a lot of Yeah, how in blue many apron? how many audible books do you have in blue apron? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of blue apron. Yeah, well, going on Mike's house.
3: I I have a lisa mattress, I'll say that. All right. So, so. I'm going to
2: ask I'm going to ask you if you're top 5 currently in a second, but I just wanted to tell us a, a story speaking of people who listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh I was I was just at a family pool party. Uh, I think a four or or soon to be mentioned depending on when this posts. With, uh, with someone familiar with the podcast. And Chester said he listens, but it's weird. Mike, I can't say, like, hey, do you listen to my podcast? That would be, like, the dorkiest question ever. But he Who, said Steve? Me, yeah, he said... Oh, Steve uh, definitely listens, because he, he emails I, me comments every week. He said he used to listen, but he hasn't really listened recently. Oh, he's okay. like, because my work doesn't, you know, like, what I'm doing now, it's, it's not really conducive. So I'm like, yeah, I know. It's like everyone listens to zero podcasts, maybe one podcast, like a serial, or a hundred, right? There's no in-between. Zero, yeah, one, yeah. or a hundred. And, he, I and, really and so I was like, so I get it. Right. So I said, yeah. I get, you know, I, I get it. It's like, uh, you know, you don't have time for it. But he's like, yeah, I listened to a hundred. So I'm like, wait, you listen to a hundred, but not this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's not what
3: you got to tell you guys. Come on.
2: No, it was funny. It was fine. Um, but all right. So you listen to 92 podcasts. Uh, I told my, my two favorite um, Chester considers his favorites, by the way. Uh, the shows he's on. So I, that's a little strange. <laughs> but he literally, we rank, we do podcast rankings. Maybe we'll actually uh, have you on uh, for this year. Uh, yeah, it'd be great. For, we do, we, every year we rank our top ten podcasts one of the last weeks. You know, when you do like the end of the year lists in December. So we, uh, Chester ranks his show and like the shows he's like guested on or involved with as like his top few. Uh, mm-hmm. I, and I always have Doughboy and Holly, Doughboys in Hollywood Handbook as my top two. Oh yeah, those two um, are and, and this week we had the blessing of, of Nick Weiger last week on, uh, on, on Hollywood Handbook, which is like mixing the two. Which, like, if I told you how happy it made me, it would be the saddest <laughs> thing in the whole world. Uh, so uh, give, us top, give us your top five uh, going right now. Give us, everyone, the listeners, some podcast recs.
3: Sure, sure. So uh, if you're into improv, if you're into comedy, then uh, the two you mentioned, uh, particularly Hollywood Handbook, is you know one of the best for that. Uh, I really like another one called Improv for Humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, bet, sir. If you're into improv and fantasy, then there's one called Hello from the Magic Tavern, which is that's, just...
2: That's the... fantasy, like sci-fi, not fantasy football, because this is a football Yeah, game. yeah, sorry. So yeah, most yeah. people it's... probably thought you were like an improv fantasy football <laughs> podcast, which, by the no, way, Mike, sounds like the worst idea I've ever heard.
3: <laughs> oh, no, it's amazing. Come on. <laughs> the weirder these podcasts sound, the better they usually are. So, again, that's where the addict comes in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you got Hollywood Handbook, you got uh, Improv for Humans, you got Hello from the Magic Tavern, uh, Doughboys, again, you know, is a great one. Uh, I'll throw out just two more. Um, mm-hmm. There's a new one called Off Book. It's an improvised musical. Yeah,
2: I've listened to one or two of them.
3: Yeah, and you know, I am not into musicals at all. Neither, uh, neither am I. Neither I was neither. really just, you know, skeptical on it, but man, it's good. It's really, really good. Did so, I tell uh, you,
2: by the way, sorry to interrupt you and tell a no, family story. Chester, I don't think I've said this. My sister is like... The way I like sports, my sister likes Broadway. And she lives, like, you know, a 40-minute train ride from the city. She's 16. And she literally made friends on Twitter. And she goes like, Broadway shows with, like, strangers. And again, she's 16. And some of these friends are, like, 35. And are probably going to murder her one day. Um, (laughs) And But, like, my mom said, like, when she was going to meet a new friend, she... My mom was nervous because, again, she was 15 years old at the time. And she said, I want to come, like, see what's going on. And my sister, because she's a lunatic... Brought um, like a like a scrapbook for the star of a Broadway show. I want to say the sh- star of Anastasia, which is a musical. It might be Emily, but I think it's Anastasia. And my mom thought it was weird, but okay, we'll like drop it off at the desk, and I'm sure like they'll never see it. And my mom says so they walk in and they like get led into the box office at the at the musical. And the the box office manager, like the ticket guy. Uh, recognizes my sister by name like hi Kayla and the the star of the musical like the titular star of the musicals mom is there and literally knows my sister's name and like who she is and my sister says um can I like drop can I just like hand you this to give to I think her name is Christy the star of the show uh and they're like no you can go give it to her and my mom says like she she (laughs) my sister goes back into the dressing room of the star of this Broadway musical, like, unprompted, unannounced, and hangs out with her for 90 minutes until my mom literally has to leave and has to, like, break it up and take them home. So, you know, the point Absolutely. is we I, I should have, like, tried to – not that I ever wanted to meet athletes, but she's at least a go-getter. Like, she likes, you know, things, and she actually, like, meets these people, whereas I was, like, sitting home, like, oh, I want to do something in sports, but, like, didn't act on it till
3: I was 25. The moral of that story should be, you know, if I obsess enough about the Miami Dolphins, maybe I can meet Adam Gase one day. Well, maybe you could be on on the Miami Dolphins, possibly one day. Yeah, well, you know, if you guys see how (laughs) scrawny I am, I don't think I'd last too long.
2: (laughs) And are you from Florida? Why are you a Dolphins fan? I forget, Mike.
3: No, no, it's fine. Uh, So my dad, he uh, he grew up in Miami uh, and passed on, you know, all of his glory days from the 70s and the 80s onto Mm -hmm. me with the Patriots dominating. So, you know, thanks, Dad. Oh, wait, did you have one more podcast? Because then we got to do over-under and, and finish up.
2: Did you? Yeah, have one yeah, more
3: podcast so the start? last podcast is uh, just one for Dolphins fans particularly. It's called mm. uh, Perfectville. Uh, it's a really good oh. podcast if you well, want to. Do the Dolphins to, uh... once go uh, 14-0? They never mention it. Oh, yeah, no, it's <laughs> something like that, you know. I think the Patriots tried to do something like that, but it didn't work out.
2: Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're not, we hate the Patriots more than the Dolphins. Uh, I don't know who you're talking you're about. Not to. A no, Mar- no, no. You're not a Marlins
2: I, fan, I, uh,
1: I'm Mike, talking, are you?
3: No, are thank God. Okay. No, I'm talking more to your listeners, whoever the Patriots right, fans are right. out there. No, I know you guys are good.
2: All right, so uh, let's give them the over under, Chester. What is the So Dolphins the over under for this is? team is
1: 7.5, which seems like it wasn't that's lowered cool. enough after Tannehill's yeah, injury.
2: That was, I think it was 8.5 uh, when Tannehill yeah. was healthy. Yeah.
3: If that's still the over under, uh, then I'll take the under, uh, yeah. as much as that pains me to say, because I think that. Maybe, like, eight, you know, was pretty fair when everybody was healthy. But with all these injuries, you know, before the season even begins, it's not looking too great. Yes. Sometimes yeah. Sometimes a
2: team just has a year where it looks good, and then by, like, September 1st, it's just not to be. You know, there's one—I think there's one or two teams every year that get devastated by injuries. And obviously, you guys are, you know, not just at the top of this list this year, but— this is one of the worst injury years anybody's had in August.
1: Well, but then, look, the Vikings were that last year, and then they yes, started 5-0, and o, and then right. they trick
2: you into thinking, oh, wow, we're going to do right. it anyway. They literally ran into players, the Vikings, last year. You they know, that ran out of NFL players.
3: That would be perfect, you know, because last season we started 1-4 and four and then went on a tear. So if we start 5-0 and o and then go the opposite way, then, you know, somebody's just laughing at me.
2: It's weird because yeah. the Dolphins have a hard schedule. They play a lot of really good teams. Obviously, they play the Patriots twice, but they also have some gimme games. Obviously, two against the Jets, two against the Bills come to mind.
3: Well, I mean, as much as I would love for those to be gimme games, uh, if there's one thing the Jets are great at, it's just destroying the Dolphins. I mean, last well, that's season that's when was they have an the I mean,
2: this, you know, this is uh, if you can't beat these Jets, then you should just go home. We shouldn't even be spending 20 minutes talking about the Dolphins right now. <laughs> you got the <laughs> well, you got the Rams. You guys start with the Bucks, Rams, and Jets. That's really pretty soft. We we both hate the Saints. Chester and I, that's your week four opponent. The Titans, you know, we haven't talked about it yet, but people are overrating them a little bit. You have the Jets again, like, the Ravens might stink.
3: The schedule's not terrible. You don't play the Patriots till, till thanks after Thanksgiving. No, the schedule doesn't really get too hard until after the bye week, which I think is week 11 or something. Yeah, week 11. Uh, so leading up to that, you know, if we don't take advantage of it early on, then we're in for a rough ride.
2: Yeah, I mean the Patriots could be like ten and one and barely trying by uh, by the time you even start playing them. But oh, you know, weirdly, it's such a weird that
3: one at the end it's of It's such a
2: weird schedule because you play the Jets twice relatively early, but those are your only um, those are your only divisional games till you get week twelve and fourteen with the Bill with the Patriots. They don't play the Bills. I've never seen this before under the new schedule where um, you know the, the divisional games do shift later. You don't play the Bills till week fifteen, and then you play them two weeks later.
3: Yeah, I, I remember seeing that, and I I don't know what is up with them making four division games, you know, after the bye week, you know, crammed into that like six week period. Uh, so I have no
2: doubt when they made the schedule, Mike, they were like, all right, this is the best schedule we have. The only problem is the Dolphins have a super bizarre last six weeks, like <laughs> four, two against the, 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 the. There's rarely, I, I think, the Bucks and the Falcons had it last year, or one, two of those NFC South teams. They really try not to make two games in two weeks. You know, obviously not back to back but you know with skipping a week because it just feels very redundant the second time and like the second time you play the Patriots it's literally the Monday Night football game which I'm sure ESPN went ballistic about that like it's the second Dolphins Patriots game in a short span I guarantee ESPN hated that um, oh, I'm sure all right so we got a, we got an under from Mike who's I think usually pretty optimistic but again hard to be optimistic when you're missing your QB uh he's still gonna be hating on the Jets on Twitter where <laughs> what's your what's your Twitter handle uh Mike Sure, it's
3: uh, at Leprechaun underscore Leon.
2: Yeah, and people should check you out on the Earwolf subreddit, right?
3: Yeah, for sure. If you like comedy, if you like podcasts, then uh, it doesn't have to be Earwolf. Just come on by and uh, let's just, you know, talk about uh, being comedy nerds.
2: Talk about Doughboys. All right, right, Mike, thanks so much for coming on. I don't know if we'll be talking to you playoff time, but maybe next year. And uh, best of luck to Mr. Cutler. Really worst of luck because I hate anti-vaxxers so much, but... It's not personal.
3: No, no. That's actually been a pretty uh, heated debate on the subreddit. So uh, yeah, fun stuff.
2: I mean, listen. You know, every there's 53 guys on a team. Not every team's not going to have 53 great guys. But I happen to find that like, you know, I had a dream like three nights ago that I beat up somebody who was anti-vax. Well, I'm sure in real life they would have like destroyed me.
3: But (laughs) I was about to say, I hate to tell you, but I think Jay Cutler could take you. Well, it wasn't Jay Cutler, but uh... (laughs) it's all good. All right, Chester, you still here?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Mike, right. thanks so much for joining us. And, uh, yeah, no,
3: appreciate you guys having me on.
2: You'll uh, you'll have Akiva rooting very hard for your team when you play the Jets. Yes, this year. I will be rooting for the Dolphins for the first time ever when they play the Jets. That's correct.
3: See, I I just hope that the Jets do what the Jets do and they go about four and twelve this season. That's nope, my only nope, hope.
2: Nope, not four and twelve. 15
3: <laughs> No, we got to go four and twelve. Got to you know get that like you know fifth, sixth pick. be more fun or so. when
2: the Jets get the first pick? And Jets fans trash talk you, and then they pick, like, a, a, like the, the next Christian Hackenberg at number one? It's
3: what they do. Yeah.
2: All righty. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Mike. Uh, best of luck this season, and uh, we'll catch you around.
3: Thank yeah. you. Thank best you so much. Best of luck to the Mike. Vikings. Best of luck to the Jets. I'll see you guys later. All Thanks, right. Thanks, Mike. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
0: 18 plus.